what are you looking forward to that's happening soon? Uh, New Year's Eve, I think. I think I am looking forward to New Year's Eve because I have something planned for my YouTube channel that I should actually probably start shooting soon because I'm going to have to edit it. Um, but it's basically just going to be a questionnaire like they do, I think, well, Billie Eilish has done it and uh, other YouTubers have done it. Basically, at the beginning of the year, I want to ask myself um, some questions, right? About like, I think I have a list of like how I'm doing, like what what have I done this year? What's happened? Blah blah. blah. Basically, like an end of the year kind of thing to begin the new year. Every journey can use an experience, Scott. But every every year, every New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, whatever I choose to put it on, gonna end up asking myself the same questions again. So basically, setting myself for the future, and hopefully, I can see either a progression or um. What's the opposite of progression? Uh, whatever. But the opposite of... Dude, that I did nothing productive. So, maybe I can try that out and... Uh, see where it goes from there. Because... The, the thing that... Has... Prevented me... Well, yeah, prevented me from going... Where I want to go... Or do the things that I want to do is because I've never really prepared for the future or planned for the future. And I've always lived in the now, which is good overall, you know, if you want to be, I guess, um, in a happier state of mind, it's being in the moment and stuff. But I do want to start planning more for the future. So even before this New Year's, I started. Um, writing down a schedule for myself just to keep me doing things instead of like doing things but without a purpose like before I used to just always get off around like 7 or 8 p.m. my time and I would um, just turn on my TV and browse YouTube until like I don't know 10 o'clock and then I shower and then go to bed and then at bed, I read the as much news as I can on Google News and the Google app, and and then I fall asleep. So I mean that that's been going good because that time it's making me have a better regular regular sleep schedule, and it has made me more productive because I'll wake up at on time and then. I wake up, I make breakfast, walk with my dog, eat, um, well, I don't eat until, like, 11, whatever, but, yeah, waking up and making a schedule for myself is starting to help, so I want to schedule more, like, I want to schedule in, like, specific piano practice hours, a ukulele, or read a book within this hour, half an hour, um, like, I work out. Or do a small exercise at 10 o'clock every day. It's been helping me improve. So, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how I went all the way from looking, what are you looking forward to that's happening soon. And it's New Year's Eve. So, hopefully the new year brings 
better perspective of things because this year, as we all know, was fucking. Um, it was hard. Back in March of this year, I was still living. Well, in September, I moved back home to Boston, where I am now. I was living in LA for three years at the time, pursuing a um, acting career. I th- I think it's because. You know, when you grow up not getting the attention that, not wanted, but needed, the attention that you needed, it, it kind of makes you live in your own world because you the only person that you're giving attention to is yourself. And when you give all yourself your own attention, that's the definition of being selfish. So... I've been very selfish my whole life and hopefully uh, the less I care about myself in a sense, not like in health wise or uh, growth wise, but be more selfless. And I think, so I guess not getting the the need and the attention from my parents has led me to where I am now with my personality or when I was younger. So like when I was younger, I, um, because they never gave me attention, I wanted to please them so I can get some sort of reward. Because I think when I was younger, I would do something good and then I would get their attention. But you know, with Asian parents and once you start failing, like not meeting your expectations even higher and higher, they well at least my parents they kind of like went the other way and you know then the abuse came in and five years later I had a little brother so I don't know if that's them like starting over which is kind of funny to think about but um what was I talking about expectations Fuck, lost my train of thought. I'm always losing my train of thought. I don't know why. I think whenever I jump subjects, like I went on to uh, my brother. So what was I talking about? Not getting the attention. Um, I'll, I'll just move on from here. Uh, not getting the attention that I needed. So it made me into like a person who had to please everyone in order to get some sort of recognition. And that has became one of my downfalls later on because I, uh, especially in high school and then into my military career, all I really cared about was getting someone's recognition. So I did uh, like sort of the best I can, but also being lazy, which is a weird thing to say. That's how that's how it worked though. Like all in high school, I I figured out how to get by, right? I didn't try as hard as I could because what was the point? No one was gonna give me any reward for it. You know, that's a selfish thing to think about. That's what I'm saying is, of course, you want some sort of recognition, but you don't want it as the sole purpose of whatever you're, um, or whatever you're doing. It's like being nice to people 
so you feel better or something. You know, it's, it's very selfish. You should just be nice to people just to be nice, you know, which I have learned over the years. Here we go again. Jumping subjects. Let's go back. Fuck. I lost my train of thought again. Um, Hold on. I, I can get there. Let me get there. Um, what was I talking about? Something in the Navy and pleasing others. Yeah, so pleasing others... Uh, I'm still not there. I'm just trying to move on. The ple- pleasing others have caused me to have... It's one of my... I would say... Strengths and weaknesses. I don't know. I feel like there's like a specific word for that. If it's a strength and a weakness. Like my strength and weakness is that... I am willing to put others before myself... Right, so that's in a good way because let's say, um, I don't know, I'm doing you a favor or just just looking out for you, uh, and stuff like that. I think it'd be good, but it's a bad way because then I stop thinking about myself and stop taking care of myself and improving myself instead of I would just help somebody else succeed before me, like. If you say that in two ways, it could be good or bad, you know? So, I'm trying to change that. Um, okay, go back to the question again. What are you looking forward to that's happening soon? Let me think of else. Uh, I have nothing really planned that's happening soon. It could be... I mean, I, I guess I can't wait to just... Um, after the holiday season... I mean, I'm not even really waiting for the holiday season. I'm already doing it now. It's being more, um, just doing more for content. Like, uh, depending on when I edit this, this will be my third or fourth, probably third, um, part of this new series that I'm trying to start. It's called Funny Stories. Or funny talks, one of those funny talks. I kind of just want to. It's that I'll make like sort of my podcast because I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while, and this is kind of starting it. And like podcasts instead of live or something. That's why I like Twitch because being live on Twitch is fun and you get to interact with people. So it's it's kind of like a podcast, but when. I don't have any views right now, even though I'm live. It's just I want to put stuff out there. So hopefully people can see it on other platforms because it's really hard to be discovered on Twitch. Like, no one is going to scroll all the way to the bottom to find someone who has zero views versus they can watch uh, whoever's on right now but that has, like, at least a 1,000 views. So I would put this stuff on YouTube and then later on I'll put more clips and stuff of my gameplay because I want to ultimately do more gameplay than just chatting but I love just chatting too um fuck <laughs> I moved on to another subject uh talking about after the holiday actually no I think I maybe should stop apologizing for just ranting I mean, because I want to, 
I guess if I'm in a conversation with somebody else, I'm going to want to be able to stay on one subject. But my mind just, it just goes. And I'll talk about a bunch of different things. Um, But I have a hard time, like, thinking of a subject to talk about. So I have to, like, look at objects. This is another reason why it was, it still is hard for me to talk to other people let alone girls it's just like i can't think of really anything to talk about i'm good at answering questions because i'll just start talking and talking but if i get stuck and i don't think of anything then i'm just kind of like well whatever let's just stop sit here be awkward or something and then i'll try to think of something else but it doesn't it's funny to think that way because when i took improv in uh, LA when I was studying acting the first time I studied improv was like it's sort of like an extracurricular I was gonna say after school program um I mean it, it is an after school program but it's weird to say that in a uh, collegiate setting and after school it's an extracurricular okay so I was doing um <laughs> an after school program of improv like I'm I've always been scared of improv before acting because, like, I, like I told you, I was, I can't think on top of my head, and most of the what you realize about improv is that anything you say will be funny as long as it's right there in the moment. If you hesitate for half a second to think of something, um then everyone kind of goes out of it. You've lost the reality of whatever the improv is. So, I mean, you can think, right? I, I That's definitely different than hesitating. Hesitating is just like you're, you're stuck, like you're not even thinking, you know? But if you're in improv and you're thinking for a couple of seconds, but as long as you're thinking, you know, then, then it's still in the the scene of the crime or whatever um but yeah my first time taking improv it was really bad because i had that mentality of like i i have to make this funny you know like i have to think of something funny but once you're out of it you're out of it already and everyone sees it and it's like just say something and and it's true when you're doing improv you kind of just say you don't think you just say whatever's on your mind and you yes and everything so then later on a a year later, when I went to my second theater school, um, I took improv again there. And I think because it was a little more relaxed, because the first teacher or professor, she was just like, sorry, sorry. like she was yelling at me. And I guess I don't go do good under authority, not pressure. I, I work very well under pressure, but under authority, I, that's where I have a problem. Um, but then when I was in my second improv class at the second school, um, what's I gonna say? It it just it felt more comfortable, and everyone around there, all the other students, like I knew, we we're all friends anyway. So, and we're all, you know, damaged people. I think that's what I love most about. Um, I say. Some actors, not all actors, because a lot of actors are just people looking for attention. But then there are 
creatives, right? Um, that we all realize that we're just all people inside. You know, we're all damaged somehow. Everyone's fighting their own battles, and we're all just mutually there for each other. Actors and musicians and like comedians, we're all the best ones are the most empathetic ones, I think. To me, well, that's in my view because I'm very empathetic and I like being empathetic towards others. Because just like this, there's no need to be mean to people. I'm just changing subjects again. Oh, stop apologizing. Okay, uh, people are just being mean to each other, and I think. You know, for a long time, I remember one of my first tattoos I wanted to get. I still don't have any tattoos. I'm, I don't have any tattoos because I'm indecisive and noncommittal. But, um, tattoos. Yeah, one of my first tattoos that I was gonna get it was gonna be uh, the golden rule: treat others the way you want to be treated. And I said, and and I think when I was like. Maybe in middle school or elementary school, I was I, I was basically bullied, you know, for being Asian. It was kind of weird, and, but I think it 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 kind of worked out for the better because even though I think what was it? There's a an article or a little video that bounced around a couple years back how Boston was the most racist city in America, and like I mean, I can kind of say that's true but it's sort of in a good way because no one gives a shit who you are and in a in a bad way obviously but then the fact that when like you're just another person and it's not really racist I think it's just because everyone here makes fun of each other um no matter what race you are no matter what sexual orientation or gender you feel like being it's just Everyone is gonna get made fun of, and if you, it's like a test. If you take it too seriously, then it's just like, go fuck off, go live in L.A. You know, because L.A. is, I'm gonna be honest, living there, everyone is really sensitive to just not everyone, but like the whole woke culture there is kind of like, I don't know. It's not. It's fun-ish to like live in that world for a little bit, but then once you go back to the real world out here like in Boston it's just no no one gives a shit you know like live your life who cares and uh yeah live your life live the life the way you want and i think that's what it is here it's just as long as as long as you're not physically hurting someone i can give two shits what you do you can I don't know if if you bought a car and you want to, you know, fucking drive it in the desert, wreck it, whatever. It's like you paid for it as long as no one gets hurt. I don't know. It's just shit like that. Just I think that's what America should be, but there are way too many people who are greedy, so they turn to violence, and that's the problem with human nature. But it's human nature, you know. Hmm. That's another question. I have no clue where I've gone. I think that's a decent start to a rant. I think this one would be more funny talks than funny stories. Yeah. I think this would be a funny talks. 
Okay, but I'm gonna move on to Cyberpunk. Let me write that down though. I think funny talks would be better. Oh, I need to keep that note. Um, let's see. What's today's date? Or Uh, funny stories I'll edit later. Okay. Unless it's a story within my talk. Hmm. I think I'll do that. I think it'll be all funny talks. But then within funny talks, it'll be funny stories that are like clips or of the whole podcast. Eventually, I think I will, uh, do longer i guess the more if when i have someone else to talk to it's or if i start really doing it by myself and do a podcast or whatever i guess i can write down subjects and shit that i want to talk about i know my my brother he wanted to do a podcast with me too but it's we have a weird relationship um and i'm not sure how to fix it well i have a weird relationship with my my whole family anyway I think, like I said before, when I was very young, I was supposed to be... So the way I look at it, right? I never asked them. I'm too afraid to. Um, but I think... When I was born... I was supposed to be their ticket out of the slums. You know, like, out of the... Because when, we when I was born, the first, I think, seven years of my life... Uh, it was me, my mom, my dad, and my brother when I was five. So he was two at this point. Uh, all four of us were living in a, in a room, maybe even smaller than this room, at my cousin's attic. For seven years we lived like that. And that's all I knew. Um, and then at seven years old, we moved out to this our basically our second home it was within the same city but this home was a um basically it was a glorified garage they converted a garage into a livable space for a family uh a small family and we were a small families like physically we're, we're all really short um so we moved there but basically what I'm saying is when I, I think when I was born, I was supposed to be like the ticket out because they, they emphasize school a lot. And up until, up until high school, um, I have these awards actually that um, I had perfect attendance from first grade to eighth grade. I had straight A's from first grade to eighth grade. So I was like the model student. And I passed the presidential fitness test. I'm never even sure if you guys do that anymore. Uh, yeah, I was, I was a top student, and then high school came along, and this girl—that's a whole other story. But yeah, being being like the star child, you know. And once I was, I hit high school. Was that at 14 years old? Whatever. Um. 
My brother is five years younger, so he was nine at the time. And then once, I don't know what happened. Uh, up in like up until I was fourteen, like from seven to fourteen, I, I don't know what happened there. I I think I'm gonna have to go back and look through what happened in my life there to cause me who I am today because all I did was school and I'm pretty sure I remember a couple of times where I got uh, just doing bad stuff you know cause <laughs> I, so I made my first um, basically good friend close friend um, I won't say his name Cause I don't know if he wants me to, but uh, we hung out ever since we were little kids, like in second grade. What's second grade? Uh, fourteen minus six. I was eight years old when I, like seven or eight, when I met him, and we've been friends ever since. And I would hang out at his house, and I don't know, maybe I don't think he was a bad influence. I don't think he was a bad influence on me, but he was definitely an influence on me because he he was an only child. And just seeing him, like, get whatever he wants, wanted, because his, his, he he was, I would say, more well-off than I am. He's not, like, his family is by no means fucking rich or anything, but they're, like, compared to my situation, he's well-off. Um, so... What was I going to say? Yeah, I hung out with him a lot, all the time. I was still keeping up with my grades. I was still attending all day. But I think seeing him get, like, whatever he wanted versus my life where once my brother was born, he kind of got everything. I think that's what happened over those years. I just started getting jealous of my little brother because he was... uh. You know, he was the the new baby. Like, everything that he... I don't know if this is true, but in my eyes, everything that he wanted, he got. And whenever I wanted something, I didn't... I, nothing was... I didn't earn it, you know, whatever. And I didn't do anything to earn it. Um, And I think that's what happened. They once... This seems very similar to other, like, two child families, like... Or even three. The youngest one kind of just... In my eyes. I don't know if it's true. I, I haven't talked to him about this. But he got away with everything. You know. And I got in trouble for everything. So I think over time. That kind of like... You know. Gets into your head. And... I haven't figured out how to... I mean I probably have. Because I'm better now. And I... I don't hate my parents for it. I still have resentment towards my dad. Um, I don't know what that really is. I think I think I do want to know what it is, but let's stay in the subject of my brother for now. I think yeah, just my brother. Um, yeah, he was just he got away with everything, you know. And I think that's what started making me going back to what I was talking about selfish because I just had to do everything for myself because no one else was gonna do it for me so 
Yeah, that's probably another reason why I joined the Navy and left. And even when I came back, I still moved out to L.A. And going back to what I was talking about before, um, I want to be an actor because I just wanted attention. I just wanted someone to show affection. What's that meme? I just want to be appreciated. <laughs> I don't know if that's it or not. Uh, it it could be, but I don't know. I just know the more I talk out loud like this and kind of record it for myself, I I I learn things, you know. And I think that's another reason why I like streaming. It's just because I get a chance to interact with people. Without feeling judged face to face. I know you guys are judging me over the internet. Of course, everyone does that. You can do that. That's what the internet allows you. Because you don't ever see anybody face to face. But that's also a good thing. Because, like, obviously I can feel your judgment whenever you're talking. I can see your judgment through your words. But seeing it. In person is a different feeling. It, it provokes a different uh, emotion. And I think that's what happens. Why some... You see most of the successful streamers that... Um, well... Okay, just w- off the top of my head. Like Corpse and Dream. You know, like they don't show their faces. Because it's the same thing. They don't want to be judged. You know, they just want to live as a person. And everyone loves them for their personality, right? And then, obviously, they're going to want to see their face. But at that point, they're too... I understand why they don't want to show their face. Because, let's say, they love them 100% for their personality. But let's say they show their face and... Society doesn't like it. You know how much that's going to crush them? It's it's insane. It could... Even though... I would say... I don't know. 95% of the population or the following will... Love it. Because they love who they are. And stuff like that. But then that 5% is what hurts the most. Because you're not... Because not everyone's happy. And, and it reflects on you and... I don't know if that's just the way I think. Um but it is. It's like it's like people who read just the negative comments on their stuff. It's like, oh okay, you're 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 happy, you're funny, great, um, I love you, blah 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 blah. You're reading all that and you, you get all those so much, right? And you kind of I don't know, it's weird to say, like you get used to the comments and then once you see the one thing it's like your nose is the ugliest thing ever. And you're just like, what? You think because all these people love you and you read that one negative comment, you're like, fuck. You know, and it, it makes you think and you want to change your opinion because you want that. You want 100% of everyone's love and it's impossible. It goes back to what we were saying, how you want to please others before yourself and it's, it's a must learn to learn how to love yourself. You can still love others, but loving others before loving yourself is um, detrimental. 
it's sort of landed me to where I am at this moment now. Now I am 30 years old after living in LA for three years in the military, San Diego for five years. I am living back in my parents' house. I'm in the bedroom that I had since I was, no, no. So we moved here five years ago. Um, so yeah, and I lived in, so f for two years I lived in this room and then three years in LA and now I'm back here again. But yeah. Um, okay. I really want to play some games cause I kind of want to not think as much anymore. I probably will talk later and stuff, but I think that's enough for today. So, um, thank you for listening.